first light of the morning, I can see you floating flying over me. In the first light of the morning. Welcome to America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry and a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for clicking in and listening up. I really appreciate you checking us out on Facebook and on Twitter and here on SoundCloud as well. I want to start talking today about ethics in journalism, and that's not supposed to be an oxymoron. However, these days, it's getting a little bit tougher to defend. I want to start talking about Madeline Baer. Now, I'm pretty sure most of you have never heard of Madeline Baer. She's a reporter for a newspaper up in Wisconsin called the Appleton Post Crescent. It's not a big paper, but it is owned by Gannett, and Gannett is a huge company. Gannett owns, among other things, USA Today. So some of what Madeline Baer reports on for the Appleton Post Crescent gets picked up and published in USA Today. And she's been covering Scott Walker. Scott Walker, the Republican candidate for president and also the current governor of the state of Wisconsin. All right. So again, ethics and journalism, that's where we're starting. In 2011, Madeline Baer signed the Scott Walker recall petition. So she said, she put her name down as saying, I think Scott Walker should no longer be governor. And that's like his main platform for running for president is that that he's done a good job as governor of Wisconsin. And now she's reporting on his campaign for presidency. Do you see the conflict there? How can you report objectively on someone who you think should have been removed from office four years ago. Well, in an article published this week, because I, I wanted to give you know people benefit of a doubt, she should recuse herself. She should not cover Scott Walker. She is ethically compromised. There's no doubt about that. The question is, can she do it? Okay, because she's doing it. Is it fair? Well, there's an article published just this week, written by Madeline Baer. It's, here's the headline. Walker boosts domestic violence funding. That's a good thing, right? Doesn't that sound like a good thing? He's boosting funding to, to fight domestic violence. That's great, right? But the entire first paragraph of her article is negative. There's, there's no other way it can be interpreted. It's negative. Let me read you just the first sentence. How about that? Scott Walker's critics liken part of his record to a war on women. <laughs> Look, the article is about him helping women, and your very first thing you say is a war on women. Is it possible that someone who wasn't ethically compromised with the bias against Scott Walker would have written something different in that first sentence? I say, yeah. It's possible. It's likely. Here's the other thing you need to watch out for in journalism. When a reporter will say, some people say, or critics say, that's actually the reporter's opinion. I've seen it happen way too often personally. I, I mean, I used to be a reporter. I used to work in this industry. And I've seen it happen too often. It's a lazy way of a reporter hiding their own opinion. You can easily go find someone else who has, who has said that, and you can say, so-and-so said this. But no, they just cheat, and they go, well, critics say. And what they really mean is, this is how I feel, but I don't want you to know that. All right, this is not the only 
example of a conflict of interest. And certainly, I mean, Appleton Post-Gazette, uh, Post-Crescent. Okay, that's not a big deal. But what about, what about ABC News? That is a big deal, right? That is a big deal. What about George Stephanopoulos, their chief political correspondent? Now I want to address some news you may have seen about me. Over the last several years, I've made substantial donations to dozens of charities, including the Clinton Global Foundation. Those donations were a matter of public record, but I should have made additional disclosures on air when we covered the foundation. And I now believe that directing personal donations to that foundation was a mistake. Even though I made them strictly support work done to stop the spread of AIDS, help children, and protect the environment in poor countries, I should have gone the extra mile to avoid even the appearance of a conflict. I apologize to all of you for failing to do that. He didn't really have to go an extra mile. He just had to avoid the appearance of a conflict. It doesn't take much of an extra mile to not give the Clintons money. That's not a far trip. I do that every day. <laughs> I don't give the Clintons any money. So look, Stephanopoulos is compromised when it comes to covering Hillary Clinton's campaign for the presidency. And because there are multiple sides to this, she's running for president, but so are, you know, 16, 17 Republicans. He really shouldn't be covering them either because he's compromised when it comes to the political realm that involves anything to do with the Clintons. So it was interesting to me this week when Hillary came out and did her big interview where she said, I am sorry about the email server. That my bad. I take full responsibility. The person asking her questions was not George Stephanopoulos. It was David Muir. So, I, so is ABC coming around and realizing Stephanopoulos can't be their boy when it comes to political coverage? No. They put out a press release saying, Stephanopoulos' conflicts of interest were not a matter in that, that David Muir is part of the team, and, and they're really proud of everybody. So they refuse to recognize the conflict of interest that still exists. How about Jorge Ramos? You remember this blow up just uh, last month with Donald Trump? Okay, who's uh, next? Yeah, please. Excuse me, sit down. You weren't called. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Go ahead. No, you don't. You haven't been called. He wasn't called. He jumped the line. And he created this scene. He was going to be allowed to ask the question. That wasn't the, the key. The key was another reporter was already called on. This is the type of thing you learn in kindergarten. Raise your hand. Someone else is called. You wait till you're called. Very simple. But he certainly made national news with it. Well, would it surprise you to, to know that Jorge Ramos is ethically compromised when it comes to national politics? This is because his daughter, Paola, P-A-O-L-A, Paola, works for the Clinton campaign. She started working for it in June. Two months later, he's picking a fight with Trump and getting national attention, trying to make Trump look bad. By the way, Paola, what a... How does a journalist name his daughter Paola? Paola, P-A-Y-O-L-A. Here's the definition of that. Money, property, or a favor offered or promised to a person in a position of trust as an inducement to dishonest behavior. Dishonest behavior. That's what's going on here. Listen to this exchange between Bill O'Reilly and Jorge Ramos. I'm just a reporter You're not. asking questions. You're an Mr. activist. Mr. O'Reilly, I don't think you are the right person to lecture me 
on advocacy and journalism when you spend most of your program I'm a commentator, that's what I do. How does Ramos not understand the difference between an anchor, a journalist, and a commentator, a pundit? How do you not understand that difference? It's basic, it's simple. And the fact that he thinks those lines are blurry is disturbing. Is anybody surprised that all of this keeps going back to the Clinton campaign? Stephanopoulos and Clinton, Jorge Ramos's daughter and Clinton. Anybody else surprised by that? Look, the Society of Professional Journalists has a code of ethics. It's a long list. Let me read. I just want to go over two rules here. One, journalists should avoid conflicts of interest, real or perceived. Bear, Stephanopoulos, and Ramos have failed to do that. All of them are conflicted and all of them are continuing to report in an environment where they remain conflicted. Journalists should expose unethical conduct in journalism within their own organizations. What that means is that today, right now, as you're listening, Gannett, ABC, and Univision are all in violation of the SBC's code of ethics. They should have rooted out this conflict of interest and resolved it. Instead, they're allowing it to continue. This has to change. Without ethical journalism, and this is no exaggeration here, without ethical journalism, our democracy is in peril. Without ethical journalism, Americans will not hear, see, or read unbiased reporting. And they will vote using the slanted, biased, and compromised information our media delivers.